Welcome to From Duck Till Dark, Outside the Marvel Studios. An audio celebration of the films based on Marvel Comics characters released before and during the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Enough said. Face front, true believers. This is George Soroy, and welcome to the latest episode of From Duck Till Dark Outside the Marvel Studios, a month long celebration of all of the Marvel movies that had come out before and during the run of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. As always, a lot of love goes to Jennifer Navaretti for coming up with National Podcast Post Month, which is the reason why this show exists because this kind of challenge. Recording, editing, and posting a podcast every day for 30 days in November gave me the perfect opportunity to share my love of this genre and all of these films. And even in the lesser movies, there is you know some love for, for them. Um, just mainly some appreciation for wanting to bring them to life. I have always been a fan of of various comic book characters, even though I was never the most voracious reader of them. I knew enough of the characters to understand them, respect them, admire a lot of them, and want to have my writing reflect a lot of what they had out there. And in 2007, since that's where we are right now, we got a very interesting adaptation that was just like a lot of these films, quite a few years in the making, and that's the 2007 film Ghost Rider. Ghost Rider has been in development as early as 1992. Marvel was looking for various producers to attach this to, and one of their big gets was getting Gail Ann Hurd attached to this. Gail Ann Hurd is no stranger to Marvel. She was uh, she w- would wind up being one of the executive producers of the 2003 film Hulk and has also given so much to this industry by being a part of so many classics. Terminator 1 and 2, Aliens is part of The Walking Dead. She's awesome and she definitely has great taste in projects. And back in 2001 or so, that's when things started to kind of get get ramped up in terms of development. They wound up working with John Voight to produce the film. And they had Johnny Depp attached, which would have been very interesting. But after some various back and forths, they wound up eventually with one of the most notorious comic book fans in all of Hollywood, Nicolas Cage. Nick Cage is very, very well known for being a comic book fan. He named his son Kal-El and was attached for quite a while to the the ill-fated Tim Burton Superman film for more on that, just take a look at the John Schnapp documentary of The Death of Superman Lives, What Happened. Terrific, terrific collection of different stories of all the different phases of development and how it eventually just kind of phased out in favor of what would eventually become Superman Returns in 2006. And so the comic book genre is really up and running and everyone really had their own takes with all these different characters. And Nicolas Cage had a very interesting take with Johnny. While we were definitely expecting the over-the-top performance that Nick Cage is so well-known for bringing, especially to movies like Face Off, his performance was actually dialed back to the point where it didn't quite feel Nicolas Cage, which was odd. It was definitely just a weird kind of take on the character. But overall, there was a lot that I liked in this. I especially liked Peter Fonda 
playing Mephistopheles. I think he was fabulous. He brought that really great charisma that that character really needs to have in order to have people basically succumb to his will and make the sort of deals that uh, that he was well known for giving. The main deal that he did for Johnny Blaze was he made the deal for his soul and in return Mephistopheles would cure his father's cancer. And he did, but then after he was cleared to go back to uh, being the daredevil that he was, he wound up dying in a stunt accident. It's a perfect representation of what Mephistopheles does. That's that, that monkey's paw kind of feeling that he gives to all of his different wagers. And because of that, he wound up giving the curse of what would eventually become the Ghost Rider to Johnny. And... When we get a look at the caretaker who wound up being the previous Ghost Rider, and the caretaker is played by Sam Elliott. And Sam Elliott is another one of those actors who can just elevate material just by being in it. And he brought this really great swagger to this kind of role and just just looked badass. And like I just I just love his performance in this. It's so it's so Sam Elliott, like, but at the same time, Sam had already brought an amazing performance to Thunderbolt Ross a few years ago with Hulk. But here he is as the caretaker, and it's a perfect role for him because he provides like all this great exposition and this element that just raises the character of Ghost Rider to this mythic form, which you really need for this to work. And speaking of Ghost Rider himself, I have to say, when he's fully realized and he's on his bike and is just going all over the place, it is awesome. It is so awesome. I had a lot of fun with that. And funny enough, because it was Mark Steven Johnson, the man who gave us uh, Daredevil, and I still stand by that 2004 director's cut of Daredevil. I think it's a really really solid film that definitely needs a look for those of you who have you know not wanted to give daredevil the time of day because you already have the netflix show and you don't need any other kind of daredevil trust me you know like the, the director's cut is definitely worth it but what's interesting is that mark steven johnson was able to bring in a lot more elements from blade of all things. And funny enough, Stephen Norrington was attached to direct for a period of time, and David S. Goyer had worked on one of the drafts of the script. So maybe like there was already some Blade mixed in there, because you have this character, Blackheart, Mephistopheles' son. And so he's the youth who is looking to uh, break away and basically take his people into this whole other world, which is exactly what Deacon Frost wanted to do in Blade. But I like Wes Bentley. I love them in American American Beauty, but I feel like he didn't really bring too much to this role. I just always kind of think back to to his first appearance when he is walking out of this mist and is on this dark street and tries to look so menacing and then that little contortion of his face with the effects just to try to show that yeah, he's a demon. You could have introduced him in a much better way. There are some moments that feel like it was shorthand because they had to just kind of move things along. Overall, I feel like overall, I feel like there was there was a lot to there was a lot of good stuff in here. I feel like Eva Mendez and her character they could have been better realized. They could have had something more to do. Eva Mendez definitely had some interesting tension going on with Nicolas Cage as Johnny Blaze and. 
I was somewhat interested with how things would eventually pan out between the two of them, but it kind of feels like that part of it was thrown on to Mark Stephen Johnson. Like he had to address that part. He had to bring in the love story because I think that's what they were planning on doing with the movie is releasing it around Valentine's Day, the same way 20th Century Fox did with Daredevil four years before. So I feel like Mark wasn't too keen on really kind of giving a lot of attention to that and just really kind of wanted to focus on the character Ghost Rider himself and and the whole lore that goes with it. I feel like he was definitely more dialed into that. And speaking of Blade, Donald Logue is, is in both movies, so I would have liked to see more of him. He definitely seems to be having a lot of fun when he's on these films, and so I would have liked to see more of, of that. So overall, I would say that this was a decent movie. There are some things that make it really worth watching, mainly Sam Elliott and Peter Fonda. Uh, Nicolas Cage, I feel like he did okay, but we don't watch Nicolas Cage to just let him be okay. We wanted to see him be full-on Nicolas Cage, which is what this role, so much of this role was kind of calling for. So overall, I'd say there's a little bit more good than bad in this. It definitely suffers from a weak villain in Blackheart, and really, Blackheart, it's kind of a silly name, but I, overall, I would say a mild recommend, so I'm curious to know your thoughts about Ghost Rider. Please feel free to check out the Facebook page at facebook.com slash from duck till dark, and until next time, this is George Soroy saying to all of you, Ever Upward and Excelsior. I'll see you tomorrow.